you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for this week's episode of The Friend Zone comes from Form. You're more than a hair type. You're unique and so is your lifestyle. And with Form, now your hair regimen is too. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all of its forms. The Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simpler by offering personal regimens specifically designed for individual hair needs. Get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash friendzone. Get personal with Form. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by Talkspace. Now, Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. You can get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on to the path to a better life and a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, please visit Talkspace.com slash friendzone. That's Talkspace.com slash friendzone. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friends zone. Let's start the show. All right, I'm going to clap, and I want y'all to follow this clap, all right? This is the 100th episode. We're going to bring this in right in a royal way. So y'all ready? Okay, to go with the purple. All right. Everything, everything is my frequency. Everything I feel is my instinct. And it's in a high say, and it's in a fire say. I ain't never shared that. I be in the posse. Never seen a ceiling in my whole life. And everything is seated. Everything is fire. And it's sitting side up. And it's in a pile. And it's in my seeker. And it's in a fika. Everything I seen, everything on hand, everything I need to boom shaka laka, boom shaka laka. Boom shaka laka, boom shaka laka. Everything in shaka, everything in faka. Everything in shaka, everything in faka. Word to Blue Ivy Carter in this bitch. And I realized, you know yeah. word. I realized in like the third line, like, no, he's not doing what I think. Yeah. Shout out to Queen, the Queen of Rap, Blue Ivy Carter. I mean, I didn't word hear a line. Prowess. I have not heard a line. Now that is how you bring in a 100th. Episode. Okay. <laughs> this one's going down in the book. Y'all, right. two years. 
two years, a hundred episodes. You know what's interesting? We launched our very first episode on August 19th. And it's on. <laughs> we hear you guys. I like that. Right? I, I like right? that. It's simple. It's to the point. It's, right? It just gets it going. Are we here? Or are we here? This is great, right? <laughs> well, I'm here and you're there. Uh, and, and she's friends there. over there. Right. Nobody even knows that she was there. <laughs> hey, hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> hey, friend. Hey. I was trying to slide in like the mysterious one. <laughs> oh, I love your little sexy voice. I was trying to slide in. She's sliding in like one. she a DM. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to what your Wednesday is now going to be. This is the Friend Zone. And we'll also be having the live show wow, on, on August, August 19th. 19th. Isn't that amazing that that worked <sighs> out perfectly? Lord, so if you play that the number, something. there go your three digit right there, 819. <laughs> okay. See also okay. the four digits, My zero, grandma just ran out the door. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Box it off. <laughs> That's oh, right. For shoot. the 100th time, okay, <laughs> last week was 99, here go your plus one. Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Do you, friend? I don't. Do you, Asante? Hell no. Do y'all listeners? We all want it! <laughs> hell no! That's right. Welcome to the Friend Zone, you guys. I'm so excited to be celebrating Yay, our 100th episode. Guys, can you believe it? Damn, that means we owe... From that one phone call Asante made to a hundred episodes later. Yes. Look, from that, that one meeting with Dustin. Yes. From any of those random ass meetings with Dustin. Yes. We did this. We made this. We built it. We built this city. We built this podcast, y'all. I'm so blessed and grateful. I'm so excited that we found other people who are interested in doing better and figuring out everything, that are interested in being better friends, interested in being better lovers, interested in being better coworkers, and still laughing at the bullshit because it's the natural thing to do. Yes. I'm just blessed we found this group of people, y'all. So excited, you guys. And of course, it's been a wild ride. We've learned so much. You guys have checked us. Yes. You got you Say guys. Who have... gonna check me, boo? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have written threads letting us know where we fucked up, letting us know where you loved what we've done. And Ooh. either way has been a growing experience for so many of us. You guys write in awesome emails too, just letting us know how you've grown personally, how you've watched us grown as well. We have dust on our television now. Okay. I mean Asante quit his job. Okay. I have a 13-city tour. Yes, yes, Lord. You see? Yes, Lord. It's been so cool. You want me to hear the testimony about my life? Right. Where's she at? We need her for the 100th episode. Oh, I'm crying now. Okay, the lady from Kanye's Life of Pablo album. This is just great. I'm so excited, you guys. Yay. 100 episodes. That is crazy. We've sat in these chairs 100 times. That's wild. Yes. Shout out to consistency. Yes. Right? Okay. Toast. To consistency, <laughs> you would okay. Look, and Evelyn Lozada's back on TV. That's how you know yep. we've been doing this. Full circle because alignment. Look, because when alignment. we started this, nowhere in my future did I ever think that I would see Evelyn Lozada back on Basketball Wives have a reunion with Jennifer. Like, what? oh yeah, didn't y'all say they're like back, back on? Yes. Look, spreading love. That's this how is old great. we are. Just want to say. <laughs> How are your weekends? Great. Yeah, I mean, Amazing. I had a great weekend. You know, I um, I hung Y'all out with Fury. Y'all both look so guilty. You're like, great. 
I had a good weekend. Um, <laughs> hung out, had a good time with Fury this weekend. Um, Fury. Got a lot of work done. You know, it was, just, it was a working weekend for me. I did laundry and shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Again. Mm-hmm. So tired of that. But yeah, it was a good weekend. How about yours, Asante? Did you wake up in a new Bugatti? <laughs> No, I did not. Not yet. Although, randomly, completely unrelated, there's this Durango on my block, and it has, like, really weird... I think it's got almost butterfly doors. And I was thinking to myself, why would you do this to a Durango? Anyway. Because hood. Because hood. My weekend was wonderful. Um, It was just hot. I didn't die. It didn't rain. So it was great. I cannot complain. That's good because I won't complain. The weather was hella nice this week. It was so good. Didn't it feel? Can you feel the heat on my skin? (laughs) Like I was literally standing on the sun this weekend. Mm -hmm. Fran, what about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was cute. I did a lot of work as well because, as you guys know, this is going to be a hectic August. There's a lot going on, so I was kind of mentally prepping and getting my ducks in a row so I can slay the month. Yes, ma'am. But I also made time for some fun because that's important. Balance, balance. Work-life balance. And Mm -hmm. I hung out with Crystal and Jade on Sunday. We had like a girls' day, (laughs) which was super cute because we barely get to see each other with our schedules. Mm -hmm. And we saw a girls' trip. Hilarious movie. Hilarious. So funny. Everyone was talking about how funny it was. And the craziest part was that we saw it at the Magic Johnson Theater, which if you're in New York, you know that <laughs> the that's a very black ass theater in, in Harlem. It's literally black as hell. The, everything on the walls is black. Everything. <laughs> you walk in and it's like uh, James even, Baldwin. They <laughs> even do a chicken and waffle sandwich in there, I think. Do they? No, they don't. I'm not lying. kidding with you. <laughs> I know you ain't checking for it. Right. The seats so in, the in the theater is wicker chairs. <laughs> It's black. You would. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun because I've never seen a theater full of black women. I mean, everyone that, like the entire theater. So I was like, oh, this is about to be probably the most fun. This is about to be the most fun experience. And we all laughed at the same parts. Mm -hmm. You know, all Mm -hmm. the like little inside jokes. Amazing. Shout out to Kofi. You did the damn thing. And okay. yeah, we had fun. And then we went back to Crystal's and we watched Game of Thrones since hey. Crystal has started on season seven. So that was no. interesting. <laughs> and then we watched Insecure. Yes. Which Shout is out fun. To Insecure. Yeah. Yes. So it was a good weekend. It was fun. It was really, really fun. I, it, was it reminded fun. You me. You had fun? <laughs> Did you give a shout out to everybody, friends? Shout out to everybody. <laughs> I had fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you for putting that in my life. It's hard to say the word fun now. Yeah. Fun. You got to pull it back. Fun. You got to fun. And you pull the- it back. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, so y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Because it's going to be a good one. It is. It's it's fully integrated with you listeners. So you guys are going to have a blast. Um, But before that, we always do our recap of last week's show. Can I get a recap? And it was called (laughs) The Art of Minding Your Business. And we talked about figuring out the balance between being rightfully selfish, because it's important to focus on yourself so you can get shit done, but also caring for the world and not becoming this apathetic kind of uh, blind spot that's unaware of where the world can use your help. Delicate conversation, delicate dance of figuring out how to do that well. 
And as always, you guys had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? So I went through the emails. I saw a lot of things. I just want everybody that wrote in what they wrote in (laughs) to know that I did read over your emails. But I want to just go ahead and quickly shout out Monet W. Um, The subject of this is Minding My Business Set Me Free. Last week's episode really resonated with me because I was just reflecting on how minding my business has had such a positive impact on my life and my career. I think minding one's own business is a form of self-care. While it's important to be supportive and emotionally available for friends and family, if we don't care for our own mental health and energy, we have nothing to give anyone else. Lately, I've been putting my needs first and focusing on building myself up and creating a positive environment for myself, and I see many things changing in a positive way. And other people have also noticed a positive shift in my energy. For me, the best part of minding my own business is that I've actually become Ray Charles to the bullshit. (laughs) Thank you so much for dropping those gems, Monet. So I just want to shout that out just because I really feel like that was, like, the overall feel. Like, I don't think, you know, you should judge. I don't think you should judge anybody for minding their own business. But that's also not me saying that, you know, you need to leave people the hell alone just because they ain't saying shit. Like, people have the right to not say anything. And I really just think that that was one of the points we were trying to express amongst some of the comments that I was getting in the emails. But that's neither here nor there. Friend, what did you find (laughs) over there in the SoundCloud comments? India McClar on SoundCloud said, The woman's name was Kitty Genovese. And she's referring to the documentary I brought up called The Witness that I was telling you guys to watch. Mm. Um, She says, This incident is the lead example of what is called, in psychology, the bystander effect. Can I just say I love when the psych students chime in? <laughs> what you guys is that make commenter's so name? Can you say that one more time? India McClar. Spell it. I N D I A. M C C L A R. That's my first cousin. India. Stop it. Yes, and she is. She has a master's in like social work or psychology or something. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes. I, on everything I love, I Work love you, India, and I cannot so believe cute. that you picked this. Um, this 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 comment. This is hilarious. Shout out to Look, my cousin. You, do, do That's crazy. Work into. So India So India says um, Right this is the lead example Of what is called in psychology The bystander effect The theory people It's the theory that people are less likely To help in crisis if other people are around That's so interesting There has certainly been an increase in this In social media because people will watch And even film But won't intervene Mm. So, right, which we see that a lot where people will be getting beat up, a lot of wild things happening and people will stand there and film. A listener wrote in that something was happening to her as she was listening to this episode. What? Yeah. As she, or uh, last week's episode, she said as she was listening to it, it was triggering her and something happened, like she had an incident <gasps> and people weren't mm. helping her. And the lady that helped her told her afterwards that, you know, something happened to her and that's why she helped. And wow. a neighbor said that they didn't help just because they were in their pajamas. Stop it. I'm not kidding you. I was just reading that email on the train earlier. That's terrible. And I know that it's it's because I've been in positions where something dangerous was happening and there's that that like fight or flight feeling that kicks in. Like, am I really about to risk my life for this situation? You know, if you see something with a gun or a knife, you know, New York, it's a little rough sometimes. Right. So I get the fear, but this is such an interesting conversation especially when you are assuming that someone else would do something so you kind of like step back right you know the bystander effect thank you india i'm definitely gonna look into that more i like i said i love when the 
psych students come in okay, and let us know what the theories. Mind. Yeah, because that helps me kind of know ego. what to look for. <laughs> I did it. So, Dustin, what'd you find in the Twitter streets? You in know, in the street, it's a black neighborhood, so the street is Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. <laughs> that was for the 100th episode. Anyway, uh, in I'm the street. because that's where I live. Look, and I, and I can think of all the MLKs in Atlanta, how ghetto each and every one is. in the black neighborhood, and it's always There's respectable There's always an MLK. There's businesses. always a Malcolm X. That's right. So, you Frederick know. Douglas <laughs> In the spirit of this being the 100th episode and me always highlighting the tweets that I find the most interesting and the most innovative, I just want to give shine where it's due. Um, I would like to give that to the one and only Grief Keith at Stankofa, S-T-A-N-K-O-F-A, who on July 27th, 2007 of Teen at 1.38 p.m. tweeted, The signs as lines... From Bodak Yellow. Oh, my Lord. And started a thread. <laughs> the signs Quoting the lyrics from Cardi B's hit, Billboard hit. And that's no exaggeration. That's not me gassing it. It really is a Billboard Top hit. Top 100 Top 100 hit. hit. Number two on the rap charts as we speak hit. Two. <laughs> um, the Grief Keith broke down the lyrics to this song and attributed them to the Zodiac signs with an accompanying gif Hilarious. to embody the, the lyric. An example of which... It's Aries, which, as you know, I'm an Aries. Yes. The lyric that she, that Grief Keith picked to attribute to Aries is the opening line where Cardi says, Now she says she gonna do what to who? Let's find <laughs> out and see. <laughs> that ain't perfect. And that's, that's an Aries. And she and Grief Keith added a gif of Mimi Faust pulling her hair behind <laughs> oh her ear God. like what was said. That is a way <laughs> too okay. perfect. Yes. That is. <laughs> that's the wow. level of genius that is. And this follows, I mean, all the way through the Zodiac. Can you get Pisces? Gifts. Yes. No, Pisces, uh, Pisces quote is, my pussy feel like a lake. He want to swim in his face. Swim with his face. I'm like, okay. With the gif like, okay. of Taylor Swift going, okay. So, Asante, tell us. I'm like, okay. Right. Accurate. So, you know, there's so many other things that I could highlight, but I just feel like this is an example of someone that is deserving of the honor of being spotted be and highlighted in these streets. Uh, the other tweet that I would like to highlight comes from none other than the one and only uh, Maleficent, Patty LaHale. Yes. Patty, Patty. Okay. <laughs> Who tweeted a wonderful thread um, after a meme that she created went viral. Of Maxine. Of Maxine Waters. Waters. The, <laughs> the meme that you've seen where Maxine Waters is representative of her having a single, a music single <laughs> of her line, Reclaiming My Reclaiming Time, that she so time. geniusly used. That came from Patti LaHale. She tweeted a thread of tweets regarding people taking her tweet and being judgmental of her, feeling that she deserves some sort of credit for creating this because people circulated this on a level that was insane, and she just wanted creative credit. So I just want to go ahead and read the tweet thread that Patti LaHale, who goes by Maleficent, at underscore M-A-L-E-F-I-C-E-N-T-T, 
Patty LaHale, who created the genius web series Got To Be Real, which was a parody spoof series where these music icons and divas were arguing with one another and trading the most hilarious insults. Yes. Um, so that's where we know uh, Patty LaHale from. And we she was anonymous for quite some time. She then showed her face. We now know her name is Andrea. She's a personal friend of mine, a friend of the show. Um, and I just want to see, I just want to share what she said regarding her Maxine Waters meme. She said, regarding my Maxine Waters meme, seriously, thank you to every single one of you who credited me or told others to do so when you saw they did not. I retweeted you all, not because I'm upset with the internet, but because it's nice to know there are people who respect the work that goes into creating things. I wasn't over here tracking the circulation of the meme, nor did I seek out any information about its use that wasn't tweeted directly to me. Yes, the web is free. No, there's no watermark on my picture, but it's the principle. And I respect those who respect the principle of a matter above all. I'm so grateful to my Twitter and YouTube peeps who've supported me since 2009, always appreciative of how I bring laughter to their lives. No matter if what I do or how it or no matter if what I do, how I do it or how much or little time it took feels like a big deal to me or not. I thank you from the depths of me. Um, she then goes on to talk about how the truth is that finding an audience in the Internet, it did the opposite for her of what it's done for so many others. It actually inspired her to be herself. And she goes on to say how people finally began to see her as Andrea. Yes. Very inspiring Twitter thread for those of you who are creative and feel like you might not always get the credit you deserve. And for those of you who see people's shit and share it and never think to say, yo, who made this? That's really talent. Let's seek them out and, and nurture that or gift them with some sort of opportunity where they can be given the platform that they they deserve so True. just wanted to share that i know it was lengthy but damn it you listen important <laughs> i love andrea <sighs> and that's it so shout out to patty lahell shout out to shout everybody out. in the I twitter streets so i had funny. fun yes. yes i had fun y'all ready to jump in all the way <sighs> so to celebrate the 100th episode Saturday. we asked on last week's face wait no was it last week facebook live yeah last i'm week, like yeah. i don't yes. time is a blur <laughs> for me right now on last week's facebook live it's the first of the month right? wake, wake up wake up wake <laughs> up literally <laughs> so i asked you guys to shoot us with some q a questions so that we can answer things that maybe you felt we haven't discussed not just as a hot button issue why are you making that face this ain't like it? honesty box right you I ain't mean Right, but personal questions that you have been curious about now that you've gotten to know us over the span of a hundred episodes, I'm sure there's still things that you know we're not necessarily going to answer randomly in the middle of a show. So we <laughs> figured that you guys should ask us very specifically, and you guys did. You flooded yes. our emails, our Facebook page, our Twitter. Thank you so much. I love when you guys are so engaging because it just gives us more awesome content yes. to share with you. That means so, care. Really yeah. lights my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> so you guys sent us so many questions that we can actually do Q and A episodes again if you guys like them. Obviously, we'll take your feedback into consideration just to try something new. Yes. Um, but I picked the questions that I felt. <laughs> Where did you? CS. <laughs> no, I felt you know. <laughs> Let me find we'll out. Give you us a good show. Let me find out you've been watching Wendy Williams or something. Okay. I want to make sure you have fun. <laughs> so, um, like I said, there were so many good ones. It was actually kind of hard to pick, but here are the ones. 
There's a combination of specifics for each one of us and then a combination of group ones for all oh, of us to answer. So nice. I'll kind of throw out uh, from from the different ones. Okay. So Dustin, we'll start with you, darling. <laughs> yes. I kind of like this already. <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylor Bela on Twitter asks, when was the last time someone broke your heart? Uh, oh. We going for the judgment. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, It's so funny. The last time I got my heart broken, it actually was not in a romantic capacity. Real. And my shit is still shattered to pieces. It's all over the floor. (laughs) But that's okay. I didn't pick up the pieces and tried to move on the best that I could. But the last time I got my heart broken, it was not in a romantic nature. And it was so hurtful and so damaging that it literally changed me fundamentally. Mm. It's actually one of the things that made me start thinking about how I was representing myself, how I was offering myself up really to the world to be treated, for somebody to do something like that to me. Right. And so even though it didn't, what they did, they were completely wrong. It had nothing to do with what I was putting out. But it did make me, you know, reflect (laughs) and be like, you know, to be clear, (laughs) crystal clear. But no, it did make me think about that. And it just changed me fundamentally. So the last time I got my heart broken to, if you want a timeline, it was probably about, not probably, it was in fact, um, this is 2017. Mm -hmm. It was 12 years ago. Wow. And I'm still fucked up. When you can pinpoint it like that? hmm Yep. It oh. was actually January. It was, never mind. We're just, no, it was wintertime. It was the coldest like, winter Jan- ever. It was January 13th. Mm-hmm. So cold. <laughs> Woo. Okay. I didn't mean to get all serious and deep no, and No, I mean, that's what shit. she asked. You know what I'm saying? That's my bad, she... y'all. No. Let me tell you something funny. Okay, the last time I got my heart <laughs> oh, broken No, that was, was Kayla's question. Okay. Asante. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, What gave you the courage to quit your job? And what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? That's That's, to get you guys. That's from Arthur Kembo on Twitter. Wow. I love that knowing what you know now. Wow. Okay. Um... So this is kind of stupid because what I knew then, but I like after I, okay, so what gave me the curse to quit my job, right? I finally just said, fuck it. I finally was like, you know what? Um, This is going to sound super awful, but I'm not going to be in my 20s forever. So if I'm going to leave this bitch and follow my face and go back to Atlanta, I better do this shit now because I'm not about to do this shit like in my 30s. So that's real. I'm quitting this shit and I'm going to step out and see what I can do and what I can make happen because I've been here this long and I've been doing okay so far. And I've been in several rooms several million times with having a job. So if I just let this shit go, you know, how many more rooms can I enter? And after leaving that shit, I was like, nigga, you should have been left. (laughs) But like I knew that at the time, like it was years overdue for me to leave you know it's just that you you get stuck in the restaurant and money and then like feeling like you need to be somewhere you need to do something and bills and responsibility that that i kind of like lost track of what my dreams were my goals and i was like well nigga you're running out of time so you either gonna make this happen broke or you just not gonna make this happen at all so i said i said fuck that shit and what i've always known was you do not need to be here if you are not happy like people, if you don't, Candy said the word. If you don't want to do it, don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> and so, Straight I just didn't want to do it no more. Mm. 
Thank you for that. For what you got over there for you? You got any questions for yourself? Like, you want me to ask you your question? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to pick the juicy. <laughs> I'm going to pick the saving one. Give him a glimpse of that. Picking my own question. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Deanna. I don't know if it's Dina or Deanna. So mm-hmm. sorry. D. Kelly mm-hmm. says, Fran, do you think being a successful woman hinders a lot of your relationships? Mm. And how do you maintain hope for the future if you're not in a relationship already? That's three <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- would say that being successful has definitely been difficult because it can be triggering for someone who doesn't have their shit together. But... That's why I shouldn't be dating people who don't have their shit together. Mm. So it's been great for me because it has kind of made me realize that as I'm elevating my career, I should also be elevating the quality of people in my life. Has it been difficult? Yes. But it's also been a good kind of difficult because now that means you got to be where I'm at or better. That's good. Or she can't sit here. <laughs> There's That's no real. seat at this table. It's a good difficult, like labor pains. Right. <laughs> or ain't. <laughs> I said right. And then a I difficult heard. with a reward, okay. right? <laughs> okay. Hey. Let me pick from one of the group ones. L. Tridley asked if you had a theme song every time you entered a new room oh, for the first shit. time, what would it be? I love this question. <sighs> <laughs> Come on, Sante. This should be easy for you. Right, Mr. Music Man. Well, if it's the, it, so every time I walk into a room for the first time, like Well, well let's just obviously what like, would be the first time right now? Like you walked in, what would what song would play? <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost Rider theme song. <laughs> what? Ghost Rider. Yes. Because all I could think about was the little song playing and then everybody you doing their little so cheesy turnarounds random. and shit. Like, <laughs> like you know, there were several million. Oh, or a different world. Oh, <laughs> different world. And where, where you come from? Because <laughs> <laughs> that just means I've been working. Oh, I like it. That's cute. You're such an 80s baby. What about you, Dustin? What's your theme song? I'm coming in the room to is getting funky, or either it's funky enough by the DLC. Let me see what the real name of it is. <laughs> but it's a song by the DLC who used to be in NWA. I know that's a lot of letters, but follow me. <laughs> it's called It's Funky Enough. And I'm gonna play it. I don't care. They ain't gonna cut the show. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? That is so that's damn perfect. Come that's what's going to come on every time I walk in. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's so perfect. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> that's what's going to peek in the door. Y'all ready for this? Then when I walk in, yeah! <laughs> so shout out to the DLC so I can have some about fun. basketball. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready for this? All that music I hate. Maybe I feel like I got a headache in a spin cycle. Fran, so what music are you gonna? I'm kind of torn. You're a lot of faith. Because it could either give you, 
You're a lot of faith. <laughs> Why I gotta be a sad ass song? It could either be Mob Deep, The Quiet Storm beat, or Shook Ones. One of those. Oh, friend. Wouldn't that be dope? You I can would come see in it. that room. <laughs> I would come in that room. Or on a happier note, <laughs> mm-hmm. Faith. I never knew. Hey, love hey, love like, like this before. before. Keep singing the song. They keep singing okay. the song. <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna change mine then. Mm-hmm. When I walk in, I want Mariah Carey's "Honey" to play. Oh, yeah. Yes, I feel you. That's a feel good record right there. Okay, you gonna go old school. <laughs> you knew we were going to get stuck Never on a mind, damn Because I, I could do this all day. <laughs> it's a damn icebreaker. <laughs> all right, let's go back to Dustin. It's uh, she got you. Right? Um, <laughs> Courtney Caprice on Facebook asked... I don't if, know her. If you could <laughs> I choose... I didn't do it. I did not do it. I ain't never heard of Courtney Caprice in my life. <laughs> if you could choose oh, okay. any show or movie, Ooh. past or present, that you could act in, what would it be and which character would you play? Very easy. Two movies, okay? And either one of them can come when they come. And I would take these roles on Broadway or in film or in a TV movie, Lifetime, anybody. But the iconic roles that I feel like I truly could could carry. Mr. Um, Color Mr. Purple. Mr. From the Color Purple, absolutely. <gasps> I was so joking. I, absolutely. No, I was go. dead. I'm oh, shit. Mr. From the Color Purple. I've said that for yeah. how long? It's he has, take. like, years. Mr. Oh, from the Color Purple and Joe Clark from Lean On Me. Principal Joe Clark <laughs> on Lean On Me. Both of those roles, I promise to God, <laughs> you have really? wear them out. <laughs> Do you hear me? Are we going... Get your dress, because we're going to the Academy Awards, not the UCAT. We're going to the Academy Awards, I'm telling you. Sante, I'm going. get fitted for your time. Go- Look, I'm going. I'm there. <laughs> if I'm in those movies, because there's messages. Okay, yes, it would be funny, and it would be so much fun to recreate these iconic moments in black film history. However, both of those roles served a purpose. Right. And they educated the people that watched the film. And they were relatable and just iconic moments, like I said, in black film history. So it would be such an honor to, to to play those roles and really just personify some of the themes and some of the things culturally that are going on today. I would try to interpret that in the role. It's responsibility there. So I although that. I would get to have fun, you know what I'm saying? I would do it for the right reasons. And I would just love to be that, to make that stamp. I would love. So that that's very, that was a great pick. I Friend, love that question, right? You picked that Dope. like it was your Afro daddy. Because <laughs> that was a great pick, I'm telling you. And you know what would be really cute? Those of you listening who listen on SoundCloud and leave comments, you guys should say, what movie could you see Dustin? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yes. Recreating in which role? And nobody better say Debbie does Dallas. I <laughs> 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 would. All right, let's roll back to Asante. Do you see yourself getting married, Asante? This is from Resilient. (laughs) (laughs) This is is from Resilient underscore one on Twitter. It depends on what the price is. I don't know. No, I don't know. um, Hopefully, maybe. If I'm lucky enough, that would be great. Honestly, truly. I'm not. um, It ain't on my list. But if I just so happen to be so lucky, you know, I would love for it to happen to me. Oh, so you're open to it. I am, definitely. Yay. But I'm not one of those that's like, I have, you know, I have to go get married. But like, if my life was like for real forever changed, I end up getting like proposed to, I'd be like, you know what? 
This is it. Why the fuck not? You know I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> That's what you would tell. <laughs> yeah, I do. It depends on how ghetto the arrangement is. And you know it got to be real ghetto to have me. Cute. <laughs> Propose to me at Popeye's, okay? Okay. You know what? When I was watching Girls you Trip. You would be so down for that. When I was watching Girls Trip, I was like, am I the Tiffany Haddish of my friends? Am I the We Dina? kept doing that. We were like, who are you? Jade is definitely the Tiffany. Jade is Jade. definitely. Oh my God. When she was mixing them drinks. Oh, my God. And <laughs> yes. telling people off and wanting to fight for all of us. Jade. And, and, and all that ass. Jade. Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, French. circling right French. back to me. Yes, um, let's, let's see which one's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hack into friends. Uh, never mind. Okay, let's say that. Uh, so, uh, uh, Lavita Lola on Levita. Twitter says, "Fran, what are some of your vices and temptations, and what makes you vulnerable?" Hmm, vices and temptations. Okay. Why are you making that Because I had a question for her. Why you want to know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a question for you. <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm going to let you know. It's a 100 episode. We got to be fair. Being fair. Um, <laughs> vices and temptations. That's a hard one for me. I, I'm in such a different place now. Obviously, I'm not like, I'm perfect. No. But I think a lot of the vices that I've had, I've gotten them under control. I will say, just to say it, I guess men have been my biggest vice because it's always just been so problematic for me. Like, I've just struggled. Like, whether I was in savage mode when I was younger because my mom and grandma encouraged it and thought it was funny. (laughs) And they were like, I'd rather them be crying than you. And they kind of like, propped me and you know like positioned me to be that kind of woman and it was fun I can't lie like when I was young I thought it was way safer to be the heartbreaker than to have my heart broken and I played Mm. that card for a while till I got my heart broken and that wasn't fun then I became the captain save a (laughs) hoe got hurt a lot too you know so many like levels to it so I think now I'm taking a step back which is what I've done this past year and realized that men were a vice for me. I don't know if they were a temptation, but definitely a vice in the sense that they were a crutch. And I wasn't necessarily um, relating to them in a way that was like healthy or helping me in any way. It was always like a really draining situation or toxic or we ended up hating each other. You know, just drama. And obviously we're all cool now because we're all adults and we can laugh about it and how crazy we were, how toxic we were. I'm glad that we can do that. But yeah, I guess men. But you know, Got that God is here. good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just going to stay focused on the cinnamon girls. <laughs> cinnamon of the girls. Okay. What is that? Y'all still saying cinnamon it? Cinnamon girls is a, it is. It's a line from Married to Medicine. Somebody's yes. mama said it and it just was a moment <laughs> yes. that only we would have. So. That only yes. y'all would have. Um, but yeah, and then it says, what makes you vulnerable? Yeah, it's the situation with men. The fact that I, the fact that it's the one thing in my life that I have not figured out um and there are a lot of things that i haven't like fully figured out but i think that's the the trickiest one for me because Mm. it's it always is sort of a crash and burn i mean i have learned a lot so i can't say that anything's been bad but you know yeah that makes me vulnerable just wanting to be a healthier partner 
that's in a better headspace, not wanting to take anything out on the new guys that the old guys did. You know, you go mm. into new relationships wanting to be in a clean slate, not letting old shit trigger you. So that makes me vulnerable. Just hoping that the next one is just like, it's the one. Or at least a healthier one, I should say. A better one. A better one. Let's go to the group questions. Um, let's see. What would each of you tell the 21-year-old you to do to prepare for the current and future you? And that's from Jay Johnson 01 on Twitter. Hmm. The 21-year-old. What's that? You just finishing college. I would tell myself to take all of the good things that I had learned and then do everything my own way. Mm. That's what I would tell myself. Take all the good things that I've learned and follow those rules and, and have good intentions, but figure out your own path and it's completely okay for you to do it that way. And that's what I would tell. And I would tell myself to put, Ten thousand dollars in the in the bank and don't touch it. <laughs> oh, okay. that's, that's it. so damn real. Yeah. What about you, Asante? So twenty one is literally. I, I moved here right after I turned twenty one. Like I didn't spend a full year in Atlanta. Twenty one. Mm. So I think I would tell my twenty one year old self when you get to New York, it's gonna be a whole bunch of shit that you ain't never experienced. But move two times quicker than you than you would think that you need to move. Because coming from Atlanta, like, and then to be in New York and get thrown into the fray, like, luckily I knew I was always kind of out of place down there. So I was like, I got to get out of here. And New York had this, like, electricity about it. And I just always, I fell, like, right into the motions of it. But I was so into one thing at the time that I couldn't, like, multitask and get a hold of anything else. Because New York just got really confusing really fast. Like, when I got here, it's a lot. I was able to understand understand the train system but I was just not able to understand my life. Like, I couldn't get that <laughs> shit together. I was like, this is all so confusing. Everybody's on top of each other. How can I even make room for my thoughts and planning shit out? So I would just tell myself, you're on the right track, but, you know, you just really going to have to sit and take that time to work outside of work, outside of work, and even when you're sleeping. Because I moved here thinking about Diddy, and I didn't realize how, <laughs> how real that shit was, like what that actually meant to pound the pavement and be here. Real. Ooh. Um, what would I tell my 20 million self? I definitely would have said to save more money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, always that. Always that. I wish I would have traveled more. Mm. And yeah, I would tell my 21 year old self to not be so fixated on having this perfect life. Because when I think back, I was so stressed about like the perfect job and having an apartment. And I'm like, what are you doing? 21? Like, <laughs> You don't have shit figured out. And I Thought think you're gonna have everything together. Yo, know, I literally, you know, when you're in your early twenties, especially leaving college, you always think like, I gotta get everything figured out before I'm thirty. As if thirty is like sixty or seventy years old. Thirty is a baby. You don't know shit at thirty. I think I was just finally understanding myself and the fact that there was something to understand when I turned 30. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I would, my brain shifted fully. Um, they call that your Saturn return where you finally like, Oh, you know, there's, there's shit for me to like start tapping into and figuring out what I want. And you kind of start separating yourself from everyone around you to figure out what you want to feel, what you need, you know, like that's where the shift happens. So I really wish that I had more fun. I worked a lot. Mm. 
I always had super intense jobs. You know, I was always like missing people's birthdays and parties. And, you know, just I was that person. I was always working, 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 working and always stressed. So wish I would have just kind of enjoyed my 20s more and just like, you know, Drank more, dated more, <laughs> right. smoked I more. Exactly I do mean. wish I you know would have smoked I mean? more. Yep. It's your it's your decade to be irresponsible without judgment. <laughs> yes. Literally, at least that's how I take it. And so I wish I would have enjoyed that carefree decade a little more. I agree. And not thought that there was anything that needed to be set in stone in my 20s because you don't know anything to set in stone what are you setting in stone at least that's me there are some people that fucking get married and have kids and their whole life is settled in their 20s but that wasn't my track right (laughs) that's my advice to my 21 year old self just relax girl have fun live it up Love our lives. Go ahead and drink that drink, girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like that, Jay. Stay that extra hour at the club. It's fine. You ain't, right? Like, just, you know? Yeah. Date that boy that you know is a mess. <laughs> um, okay, back to Zestin. <laughs> Sarah Woolridge on Facebook asks Have you ever found Woolridge. it difficult to balance your spirituality and your sexuality? First of all, I don't know what the hell Sarah trying to say. now i'm just playing i actually do know what she's trying to say that's the problem Ah! (laughs) anyway yes hell yeah who wouldn't like those are the two things that are always like when you hold two magnets and they oppose each Uh other that's how that works so i just um at a certain point you make peace with certain things and at a certain point you just decide that well at least I decided that my life was more so about my experience living it and it wasn't really fair to me you know to boundary myself with somebody else's rules or someone else's feelings and ideas and perspectives and if it got hard for me for one thing then that's just what it did you know there wasn't nothing I could do about that that's what made me you know that's what I liked so that's what it is I just followed the leader, and in the case of the leader, it was my Peter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be real, you know? So that's what I did, and I just had to live for me. Everybody Woo-hoo! else lived for them. Hell, you see you sitting here, ain't you? That means your parents made their decision. <laughs> so you have to do what works for you. And I think that sometimes we confuse being responsible or making sound decisions with conforming to something Mm. and the two are completely different and so once you realize that um it definitely is an awakening and i'm gonna let the jokes write themselves (laughs) (laughs) that's it oh my (laughs) that leader peter just Uh, yo that was a good one this is the emoji episode this is the 100 emoji episode (laughs) we gotta represent Asante, is trap comics Phew. still happening? And that's from the smart girl on hand Twitter. On so trap comics, I don't want to use the word anymore because I don't want it to become like a thing. Like trendy. Yes, but trap comics is definitely still happening. I have like several concepts. I wanted to get some ideas together for some different comics, like not just one comic. And I've been looking at 
artists and designers and stuff like that. And I actually have a really good friend, uh, shout out to Garnell, who's going to be doing some of the characters in oh, the story word. for one of my comics. That's yeah. perfect. So yeah, Trap Comics is still happening. I'm looking for anybody that can draw and wants to draw and help out. Um, I have some really cool ideas for some visual things. I was telling y'all about a, a, a random-ass cartoon idea I had. So I do still want to put um, black people in comics and black people in artist positions and all that shit. So, yes, Trap Comics is still going to be a thing. I'm so ready for your panel at Comic-Con. Okay. Yes. Can't you see it? And yes. shout out to uh, fan bros, Tatiana King and DJ Ben Hami, who always hold it down. Check them out because Tatiana always holds it down when it comes to tech and entrepreneurship and yes. anything with networking in that aspect. And then Ben, who's also a really big geek, they're both geeks and nerds, is really dope with music. He His music knowledge is way more extensive than mine. He has... Um, all the dope game knowledge, too. So I just had to shout them out, too. Love them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you guys <laughs> had such funny questions. <laughs> all in mind, they're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> um, resilient one, at Resilient one on Twitter, said, Fran, when do you think your period of celibacy and not dating will end? <laughs> now, this where I'm drawing the line. <laughs> to know how do you know it didn't no um, <laughs> um <laughs> honestly i didn't have like a set time frame a year in my head would have been nice which is what i surpassed which is cool very cool um but i don't have yeah i'm not sitting here like on october 15th it's going down <laughs> okay <Right. laughs> circled extra sharp you know arrow, texting all the emoji the all the uh eggplant emojis in my phone like you ready <laughs> um it's nothing planned like that i just in my mind the person that inspires me out of it is what it is mm-hmm. you know i will say that i finally because this was a year that was important for me to heal from my uh recent breakup And I think I did a lot of self-soothing and processing and clearing out mentally, emotionally, physically, which I think is important for people to do in preparation for their new partners. Um, So I think I'm finally, I can say out loud and even publicly that I think I'm at a great point where I'm over my last relationship. There's nothing else I'm holding on to. No longer looking at his Instagram. (laughs) I don't care what he's doing. That's how you know shit is over. Uh, <laughs> I love that y'all both like, you know. <laughs> Look. <laughs> as long as ain't no goddamn cameras in this bitch. <laughs> y'all safe. In that case. Y'all safe. <laughs> y'all are safe, damn it, with no cameras. Just Sorry know, for y'all just listening. Just know they agreed. Um, <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, all jokes aside, obviously y'all know I'm playing kind of. Um, I am at that point where I'm good. Like I'm healthy, I'm good, I'm in a good space so that I know that I'll be uh, ready to date now in a good in a good healthy way. So yes. I'm actually open. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> Terrible word. I, I was even not touch. even I look I like, was gonna be right here, friend. I was gonna be I was <laughs> That's beautiful, though, friend. Um, yeah, I can honestly publicly say that I am in a place where I'm totally willing to date now. And I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. The Krispy Kreme light is on. 
<laughs> that was good. That was so good, hot friend. That was and ready. Okay, okay. And what color is no, it? No, not the hot part. <laughs> no, I'm, y'all know I'm just being silly, right. but I'm ready. Yeah, I think it's gonna end when I meet someone who. The wrong word again. I was saying blows. <laughs> who blows my mind away? Who blows my back out? No, no, some, no someone who who captivates me in yeah. a way that I haven't been captivated before. So I'm looking forward to that. You're looking forward to an inspired love. Yes. yes. Inspire me out of my pants. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Right. So that's that. Um, let's go back to the group questions, and then we'll just do one last round because we got to move on. Happy. How? Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm like, I don't want to say the same hmm, thing we have thanks. then. <laughs> who are your role models and the people who inspire you to be your best selves? <laughs> that's from Victoria Mausevic Mausevic on Facebook. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, I kind of shy away from, or not shy away from, because I hate when people do that shit. Well, you know, I really don't like to call them such and such. So fuck that. That's not what I meant. What I meant was I've never really, outside of like my father growing up and watching like what kind of man he was and shit fundamentally for his family, that was like a role model for me. Outside of that, other people just really inspired me, you know, in different ways. And so I've been fortunate enough to have a dope, you know, close inner circle who are, who is beyond inspirational at this point in my life when I'm mature enough to appreciate that shit, you know what I mean, and make it work for me and them. So I'm thankful that at this point I have great inspiration around me, my family, my best friends, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody is inspirational in their own way. So I'm just motivated by them. I like to love my loved ones and I like for them to love me and that motivates me in the way a role model traditionally would motivate someone if that mm. makes any sense of course what about you yeah. sir I, I'm sort of in a similar boat like most of um, my peers are luckily luckily I've just been blessed to be around people that are in similar industries that I want to be in and things that inspire me and interest me so most of the people around me, whenever anybody on the team wins, you know, it's a win for me. Like, I'm like, oh, my homeboy is doing great. Like, that's great energy out there. Like, and that's inspiring to me to, like, you know, get to my great energy. Like, it's never even like a, they have what I want. But like, a, like, I don't know, just watching everybody's vibrations rise. Like, you know, when you see everybody around you is kind of on a level that you're on. And then, you, you know, you watch people kind of like glow every now and then. It's just really cool to watch. So then... You work towards your own personal moments to get that glow for yourself, just to have it. And I think that it's just really dope to watch the people around me, like the people that I'm close to. Because it's hard living in this society where anybody can be anything to know who can be a a role model. I think I know too much about people sometimes now to (laughs) want them to be a role model. And for some people, like, I still just have people that I I look up to that inspire me on their everyday, like Jamie Foxx or Will Smith, like Mm -hmm. vets in the game. But then there's no one that I can look to, like, regularly that I feel like is, like, I got to get, like, I'm going to be right there. Like, just give me, like, as a daily personal thing. Not except even for James Nikki, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, except for James Fauntleroy. <laughs> James. <laughs> I mean, I just, just want to, you know, I want to get into that headspace at one point in my life where I can just be, like, a studio head and always be, like, in the zone musically and just be there. So, outside of that, I'm good where I'm at. What about you, Fran? Um, mine is similar. 
I would say my mom, like the people around me, my mom is my biggest role model and she's made the biggest impact because I've seen that even at her age now, she's still making so many changes. Amazing. Mm. Like huge changes in her life that normally, you know, when you're older, you're kind of like stuck in your ways and we all kind of feel like that's just how life goes. Oh, she's that's just how she is. You know, you say those things out loud. But I love that she's totally changing so many, like her diet, how she responds to things, her triggers. Like she's working, like working at improving even in her 60s. And that makes me happy because it just shows me that the work never really stops. You just keep getting better and better and it's never too late, you know, and it's and there's always more to like figure out and discover. Not in a stressful way, like it never ends, but... In, like, an exciting way. Like, there's more to do, more to learn. It's the journey. Yeah, it's the journey. There's more to do, more to learn. And there's just, oh, there's so many levels of fly to reach. Yes. And that, to me, as someone who is constantly trying to, like, be a better version of myself is exciting. It's exciting to know that, like, there's levels, man. And I love that. So she's my biggest. And then all my friends, all of you guys, everything everyone's accomplishing, it's exciting to see the work that's being put in behind the scenes that's and then it. how the fruits are starting to to come out. So that's yes. like what more um what's more inspiring than seeing it in real time, like firsthand, like seeing the seeds planted in your face. <laughs> God, these words. You know, friend, I'm really <laughs> trying to like, and I'm looking at you too. It's and, y'all. And right, so mine, no, it's it. not. I'm literally lost. No, I am not. I literally don't break. And then when I see because breaking, I see I, your family directly not, at you. I was going to say something to add to it, and then you just couldn't speak past uh, it. Okay, watching the seeds planted, mm-hmm. and then seeing where they go. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's family and friends. You're right though. Can I um can, can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Can I add a piece of that to my previous answer of what I would tell my 21-year-old self? Yeah. Like there are levels to fly. Because totally. You know, when you're at 21, you think you, you need, need to have all things. of it. Like I remember, you know, especially Atlanta, superficial city. Like it was like, if you're 21, you better have a car, a part. Like you know, just people, random ass people talking about you need to have car, full time job, benefits, this, that, and the third. And it's, it's like, always the people what? that don't have it themselves. Thank you. That's the funny part. And, and way past the Where's mark. Where's your car? It's like, how are you telling me this, and you ain't even did that. But yeah, I would tell my 21-year-old self, there's levels to fly, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you're standing up somewhere now. You're going to start standing up higher places. Don't even worry about it. And it's your knees change. That's what I'm learning. My knees in my 20s are definitely not my knees in my 30s. Absolutely. And I'm nowhere sure near. I, I'm nowhere near. Like, I was thinking a whole different life in my 20s. And I'm sure 40s and 50s are just going to keep being shit that I was not thinking just about. New shifts. Yeah, you go through different de- developmental ch- ch- stages. Ch- so okay, this is the last round. Let's make it quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin Patricia Matos on Facebook says, "How did you hone your petty down to a science? I feel like your petty game is so strong that it has its own eye contact. Teach me." <laughs> First of all, thank you because that was one hell of a compliment. <laughs> oh, okay. it made me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> Um, you know what? 
I don't even know that I'm going to agree that I have being petty down to a science, but if I were to, uh, my answer to that question would be from getting fucking teased. All it takes <laughs> is one time for somebody to bother be bothering you, messing with you. That's you know so what real. I'm saying? And you learn how to get their ass back. Somebody get a good joke off on you and everybody around you bust out laughing and you sitting there looking like boo-boo the fool or somebody third nipple or something. You're like, yo, you know what? No more. Yo mama hair so short. She rolled that shit up with rice You know what I'm saying? You just start bringing them no. back. And you just start getting everybody back. And that's literally where that comes from. And so later on at this point in my life, it's more rooted in instead of <laughs> responding to like hateful behavior, right, with the same sort of nastiness or level of malicious intent, why not just hurt their feelings with that same intensity in a far more clean manner and crack jokes, talk about their mama, talk about their kids' hair, talk about, you know what I'm saying, Every, anything you can think about, <laughs> their grandma, whatever, talk about them in a funny way. So that everybody enjoys it. And at the end of the day, not only are you hurting their feelings, you're also bringing joy to the world. Okay? <laughs> That's what it's about. Balance, right, friend? Balance! Balance! Balance. That's it. Asante. No. Sarah Woolridge on Facebook. No. Sarah Woolridge Ms. on Facebook. Woolridge is back again. She was invested, okay? She wants to know, now that you are, now that you have fully stepped into your life as a creative, what do you feel you offer that sets you apart from all the other creatives? Hmm. That's not like she you got know a what? check for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so, you know, I think that we're in this, luckily, as I've gotten older, the game has just been changing. Like, I've, We've gone from the real world being real to fake. Like, even watching how they do these little weird text pop-ups on the shows and shit like that. We're, like, just seeing how we represent ourselves in media, how we've been represented, how we've been represented, and how we just changed the game. And I feel like I was one of those people that grew up in Atlanta during Freaknik, and I really, like, wanted <laughs> that to be my life. So now, as an adult, I get to reinforce, like, Freaknik on a wider scale, because we finally get to be cool, like black is celebrated. So I get to bring to the game all of the party that's been missing that we've had to hide in those underground speakeasies. Mm. And now we get to put it in front of the camera or, you know, in front of the mic and have as good of a time as we've always wanted to have and not be, feel ashamed about it. What does my shirt say? Carefree black boy. Hashtag carefree black boy. I mean, it's just all about being your authentic self, which is something that I've struggled with. And as part of my journey, I couldn't be for a long period of time. So now I'm going to be that. I'm going to be more than that. I'm going to help other people become that. And we're all going to have a great fucking time doing it. Now, who's with me? <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm finna pull the car up. <laughs> and I think you're important because one thing, which is why that no confederate hashtag is going around about the new HBO show. And obviously there's so many layers to why. But I think when it comes to the black experience, a lot of time what's created around us is tragedy porn. Yes. You know, it's and so it's like they call it the oppression Olympics. It's like how much worse can we, you know, and we know life is hard. We're living it. So I think it is what what I would say you contribute is that we do have fun, too. You know, we have carefree lives. That's what I love about what Issa is creating because she even said it. 
it's sad that just being a regular ass black girl nowadays is revolutionary because you wouldn't normally see that. Right. The only way a show like that would be on TV is if there was some like drama and tragedy and twist. You know what I mean? And she's just playing a normal everyday black girl. I remember being in school and our teacher, our acting teacher told us like, you know, it was the name of the game. When you go on auditions, you be in typecast. So you need to fit a certain something. But it's like nobody's doing roles on the somethings that are actually here. Like it's all exaggerated or what people's views on black people have been as opposed to it being like, no, that's not everyone's views on black people. Like, you know, black people actually see this shit as cool. And then somebody, uh, one the right white person sees it as cool. It's like, well, it is really cool. And we have it here now, too. It's like, no, bitch. Like, you were just saying that shit wasn't shit before. And now it's the shit. Yeah, and making, I think it's making room for the range of experiences that we have. Bingo. And not just the hood. And you know what I mean? Like, there's such specific movies that are attributed to our communities. So I think that's a cool way of viewing it. That was a really good question. The last one for me... um, Kim Omandap. We gonna make it. I just want Kim Omandap in the email said, "How do you go about deciding what to do or create for people on your wellness tour?" I thought that was a cool mm-hmm. question. Um, you know what? I've learned a lot on this wellness tour. When we first started, the first I'd say two or three stops, we had very specific plans for each city and what we wanted to talk about and what we wanted to teach and what we were hoping to pull from the ladies attending. I learned very quickly that that does not work for everyone. It worked in certain cities, didn't work in others. A lot of trial and error. What this tour has done for me is taught me to not have ego because I'm a perfectionist and an overachiever. I hate when things don't work. I feel like I failed, you know, and Mm. I feel terrible because I want things to hit and stick every time. I want everything to have an impact, you know. So I had to, like, be okay with the fact that some cities didn't work. And that's not easy when you're creative. It's it's not easy to walk away thinking that there are certain people that that felt like it was a waste of their time or that they didn't get anything. I'm not saying anyone felt that way. But, you know, you we beat ourselves like, up and, and tell ourselves these things. So I had to combat a lot of that inner monologue of failure, which was super important for me. But it also taught me to be more intuitive and trust myself more, which was what I love about what this tour has brought out for me as a creative. So what I do now with my amazing team is that we don't plan for each city anymore. <laughs> we go in. There's a part in the beginning of the tour before everything starts where we have everyone go around and introduce themselves and they say what they hope to get from the tour and what they hope to contribute to the tour. And with that information, I'm able to create what that particular city will need. Mm. So it's scary because it's on the spot. Like, you better know your shit. You know what I mean? I have to pull from my arsenal of wellness. But that also shows you that I, I do my homework, you know? I like, was just about to say Right, that's like a comedian or a rapper needing to, like, freestyle on the mm-hmm. spot. Like, it just shows right. how much you love what you do and how good you are at it and what you what it really means to you. So now it's, it's on the fly, it's freestyled, and you know what? The cities where we started doing that have been the best cities of the tour. So it's been super challenging, super scary in a way, because you just don't know what you're going to get, but... I love it. It's challenging me to be sharper, to have to be on my shit and know what I'm talking about. And yeah, that's how we prep for it now. It's totally based on the what the energy 
is when we get there in the city and what the women want from us, which is awesome and fun because it's different. I can't every come time. for 15 minutes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Dustin at the door. I won't even say nothing. I just want to be in the room. Right? You guys would totally change the whole vibe of the tour if y'all walked in. Man. I would trust like one of the Solange videos. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess that's it. Well, this was fun. That was really that fun. fun. What you guys think? Those of you listening, if you love the Q&A aspect, and you know I was inspired by YouTube because this is what we do on YouTube. We tell people to ask us a million questions and then we literally sit in front of our cameras and answer it for like an hour. And people love those videos. So I thought it'd be fun on the podcast platform to do that. I hope you guys have fun listening to all our random ass questions. And thank Yo, you punks. to everyone <laughs> who submitted questions. There were so many. So we can totally do this again sometime. Thanks again to Form for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Form is the premium hair care collection dedicated to making every hair journey simpler and better. Form was inspired by your own hair care journey and delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. You guys know that's my favorite part. For women of all hair textures, and they do mean all, the Form collection is unique, versatile, and minimizes the guesswork. Just like their big brother brand, Bevel, the folks at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. I actually told you guys that I took the Form consultation and it asked me tons of amazing questions about my hair type. It wanted to know the dryness, the moisture levels, about my ends and their health. Most times in the natural hair community, shout out to YouTube. You guys know, especially as OG YouTubers, we focused on hair types. Are you an A? Are you a 3C, 3B, a Z? But what I love about this program is that there's no hair typing system. This is about your hair. And I tried the form products. Promise you guys that I would give you a real-time response about it. And I love it. It's perfect. I use their hair clarifier, which is great because you guys know that I'm constantly exercising. Your hair gets sweaty. And I'm even though I use natural ingredients, that stuff still builds up. Oil builds up. So it's nice to use a clarifier that kind of like resets your hair. Their clarifier is amazing. It didn't give me that Brillo feel that most clarifiers do because while they take out the bad, they usually also take out the good. Mm. But it was great. The conditioner had a lot of slip. Like I've said before, I don't use combs in the shower. I finger detangle to minimize breakage, which is one of my personal YouTube tricks. And (laughs) (laughs) I got to get back on YouTube. Um, And the slip was perfect. I got through really quickly, which you guys know is important for natural hair. We don't have a lot of time to be in the shower detangling. And it was perfect. And then the styler, when I put it into my curls and let it air dry, I will say you guys know I love big hair with volume. If that's your styling preference, I don't know that you want to use this leave-in in in particular because this gives you those like perfect, coily, shiny, glossy kind of stretched out curls, which is beautiful. Most people like, you know, their curls to be like really, really flawless. I'm just not that person. So but I will still keep the styler for the days that I want to kind of flip it. You know, and have catalog curls. Yellow, yellow. You know? So it's a styling preference. But I will say that as far as the cleansers, the detanglers, the pomades, 
You guys are good. You guys know I don't steer you in the wrong direction. So if you're interested, you can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash friendzone. Get personal with form. But now, let's move on to this week's wellness segment. Y'all know I'm going to get it this episode. <clears throat> Hit him with it. I drank my honey and lemon tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Ooh. Now, well, well. That's the new one. <laughs> y'all like that? Uh, So, okay. I have a question for y'all. How are your fitness journeys coming along? You know, we're still in the planning phase. <laughs> you, you know, know. still conceptualizing. <laughs> you know, maybe a few more than a couple things. I you know, a, I like walks. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. take naps. So you don't have set fitness routines, whether it's every day or at least one time a week, a couple times a week. And blinking does not count. To be clear. <laughs> Okay. No. Uh, so let me just tell you, mm-hmm. I have to. I have to live my life. <laughs> there are certain parts of my life where I have to change passively, mm-hmm. and I'm getting back on my fitness routine. And one of the ways I had to reinforce it was to say, "All right, you're just gonna skip every escalator you see." So I've just been taking the stairs That's everywhere huge. I can. That's huge, though. You know, just because it's like I have to get back into this, but I haven't fully been like, "All right, so you're gonna be in here three to five times this week. You're gonna hit this, then the third. Because if I go to the gym, I'm gonna just do cardio." and lose a bunch of weight and look crazy and then I'm just not being as productive as I want to be. I love it. What about you? I'll be in the gym working on my fitness and shit. <laughs> I'll just be tired after like 20 minutes so that's why my arm's still skinny. <laughs> but I'm getting ready to refocus mm-hmm. and replenish and reboot. <laughs> and so I'm about to do like Trina and step my game up and sex my frame up. So stay yes, tuned. Also, And that's just me being a 100 on the 100 episode. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm actually glad, Asante, that you were saying how it's more so the little ways that you can make changes and little tweaks here and there because that's the point of my wellness segment for fitness. I think it's something that people tend to, like, fall off and you make all these uh, New Year's resolutions right. on, and you hit hard in January, maybe half of February, and then by March you lose steam. And it happens to most of us. Um, but I wanted to give advice on, because with fitness for me, it was a way bigger part of my life maybe a, last, a year or two ago. It was, I was like a lot more, um, it was more of a priority. Now it hasn't been as much of a part. Like I still work out, but it's not so much to like have a six pack and, you know, and be like cut up. I don't have like specific goals. It's more so just like I need to keep my heart rate up, you know, and and just make sure that I have the sweat that is releasing waste. And I love the feeling, the adrenaline and the high, you know, and it just feels really good. And it helps me. <laughs> Why are you making that face? Just, I, I'm I'm waiting for the meet. You know, I'm always, oh, in my mind, you're I'm like, like what, what's she going to say? No, in my mind, no, I'm no. like taking the notes. So right. I'm like trying to, all right. So no, but that's the that. thing. I think what I'm learning now is that it's, it shouldn't be this like overwhelming thing. I think that's right. where people mess themselves up because they're like, I'm going to work out seven days a week for two hours and do this and do that. And I think if you tweak little things, like even last week's wellness segment where I was like, try ordering this three liter bottle. A lot of you hit me up saying you ordered it, which is so dope. I right. love that, that we can like, 
gang gang over like a bottle of water okay. <laughs> you know what i mean people were sending me pictures of them drinking it snapchats of them at work drinking it telling me you've been peeing all day <laughs> telling Checking me you hate you me check, you know make sure you're dying right <laughs> yeah but it was really cool to see like the power of one little step like that and how people were saying that their energy felt good and they were so thankful to have made that little change so i was like what other little changes could i contribute that i know are like subtle and and you know like water you know that's not like this big commitment but it's so helpful and I was looking around my house like what are little things that I do and I actually just bought a Fitbit I was going to mm-hmm. say you only doing this because you just got your Fitbit you see it isn't it cute I got my little rose gold Fitbit <laughs> shout out to Shameless Mai she totally convinced me I'm going to be 100% honest I'm not sure how I feel about it yet um, the numbers feel a little inflated to me. Hmm. Like the walking, the steps and all that? Not so much the steps, more so the calories. Like it'll say like oh, 2,000 calories. I'm like 2,000. Because you burn you know some for much- breathing and stuff? Well, I mean, I understand that it tracks your life as a whole. It's not necessarily like just what you did in the workout. What it tracks it. that made in? <laughs> Because if that box ain't made in Russia... I know you did it. It tracks it from you sleeping and walking and the calories you burn just for being alive. I mean, we're like a living machine. So I get it. But two and three thousand calories at the end of the day, I'm like, listen, I would have to be like a trained Nike athlete to be burning these numbers. So I don't know. Still a little bit on the fence. I do like that it it gives you this little um, nudge. It starts vibrating to Uh remind you to like walk today. You know, like... Take 160 steps and it like pushes you to kind of stay more active. I do like that because I literally will sit sometimes at my desk and get in such a work zone that I forget to like get up. Mm -hmm. Just something that simple. Obviously, you don't need a Fitbit for that. I'm sure there are tons of apps um, and you can set your own alert on your phone. But I like something as simple as that. I literally it buzzed me yesterday while I was on the computer and I got up and walked around my house. Just to get it out the way. <laughs> I walked around my house. Like, I went to the room or the bathroom, and I literally walked around a couple times, stretched my legs, did got you up. Hmm? Did you walk into your Fitbit and said, all right, girl, you can sit down now? I, that's exactly what I did. And then when it said, great job, I was like, that was cool. <laughs> I used to hand me what it is. But I love that. I love that it's just prompting you to remember to, like, be present and get the fuck up and not just be this, like, you know, we get so... Sometimes, I'll, I've said this before on the show, like, my back will be, sl- like, hunched over because I'm so in the computer and, it, and you don't realize it until you snap out of it and you're just like oh my god have I even been breathing properly you know so I love that also resistance bands do you Mm. guys reuse those at all I have used them once and now they have the because the ones I used to use are the ones that the old school ones that just had the loop you put your hand you step on it and pull it (laughs) you know the Mm, ones it's more like a it looks like a jump rope with the Mm -hmm. two handles but now they have the loop ones and they're dope because they're made out of this like latex and rubber. They have different kinds. Some of them are, uh, what is it? Non latex. Some are latex, uh-huh. depending on your particular needs. But they're dope because it's body, uh, what is it? Body strength and movements without having to like go on a machine. I know a lot of people feel really nervous going to the gym and stepping into the weight room because a lot of yes. those big dudes look at you crazy like what are you doing in here um and if you don't have a specific plan you know or you're a newbie it's just intimidating because even i still get intimidated sometimes right. um because they just look at you crazy it's nice to and do it at home 
Yeah, it's nice to do it at home. And it's just healthier, too, for your body to use your own body weight to weight train as opposed to, like, heavy weights. It's healthier for Mm. your knees and your joints. So resistance bands, and they're really cheap. You can get a set of, like, five and the they each have different resistance levels. You know, they have like light, medium, heavy, extra heavy, depending on your growth, too. Because obviously, the more you use them, the your muscles are going to get stronger. So your need for like your resistance levels are going to start to increase. Level up. Yeah, you're, level, you're leveling up. So these bands are really cool. Like I said, you can get them for like seven bucks on Amazon for the whole set. And they're good. The one I think I have is called Simplify, like Fit Simplify. That's the one that I ordered. It was tricky to find the good ones because a lot of the reviews were like, these snapped or they broke. And I was like, oh, which one do I get? But I haven't had any issues with the Fit Simplify one set that I bought. Of course, I can place that link in the SoundCloud if you want something more direct. What else? I'm trying to think of like little tweaks. Do you guys have anything that you do that at least keeps you kind of fit if you're not like 100% going hard in the gym? Push-ups at the crib. Yeah. Old school regime. You got to think about it. People in jail. You know what I'm saying? Get huge. They do like push-ups. Minimal weight yeah. machines. Yeah. And they come home looking like Adonis's. So like... <laughs> You know, just push-ups, man. That's it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. learning how to do things like planks. Kegels. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an exercise routine. So no. That's so fast. And did you know, <laughs> and even a jump rope. Oh, jump ropes, yes. yes. Did you know that you burn 10 calories for every minute that you jump? I believe it. That's amazing. Think about Damn. that. Girls from the hood been showing that kind of athleticism for years. The world champion jump rope. Strong ass legs. Seriously. No, it's amazing for your heart rate. It's amazing if you're trying to lose weight. It's just dope. And then a jump rope is easy because you can get one from anywhere. You can, I don't mean you can't do it anywhere, but you know, imagine you're just in your lobby jumping rope. (laughs) But I've been uh, taking mine. When I go for my runs, just to kind of switch up my cardio, like I'll run and then jump rope for like, you know, 10, 20 minutes, which is good because that's about like 100 something calories. Um, It's amazing. It's easy to do. It's good if you have knee problems because it's not so high impact. Like you can decide how hard you're going with the jump rope. Take it anywhere, you know. So I think it's one of those things that you that people kind of over. Why are you rubbing your knee? <laughs> no, I was gonna say something, but I was waiting for you to finish, and then my knee was cold. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say along with taking that anywhere, just going outside, like going to the park. It's just yeah, fun. going Walk. for walks. Yeah, like so. If you just in the park, you just might get inspired to be like, hmm, look, I want to come back here and play frisbee, or I might want to come back here and ride my bike. So just even being outside. Just True. Speaking of YouTube too, shout out to Ashley Miller. Um, Ashley Miller. Ashley TV. She had yeah, but it used to be Ashley Shy Miller. She um she has a, a video series where she goes on walks during the really? midday. She had been working on like what? different fitness regimes and she would just go on walks and talk about like life issues or reflection on different things. It's the dopest little series. I listen to it while like I'm brushing my teeth and stuff. Sometimes. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, and you know what? People mm-hmm. sleep on walks because like I said, now that I've been kind of tracking my running, as inflated as it is, um, as it, because I, I do think it's inflated, but <laughs> I can calculate. I still can calculate certain things, and I find it interesting how people really do sleep on how good walking is for your body. Because I noticed the other day that 
I ran two miles and I burned the same calories that I burned when I come off the train. <laughs> if I come off the train, there's a certain stop. I won't say obviously for my own safety, but a certain stop I get off at when I feel like walking and I'll walk all the way home. And I literally burn the same as running two miles. Wow. See that there. From walking home. And that kind of amazed me, kind of blew my mind, too. I was like, damn, I'm going hard in the park. <laughs> I could just walk home. But it had the same caloric value, the same. Like, I mean, literally off by maybe five. Granted, the walk took a little longer. But if you're someone that doesn't want to do high impact workouts like running, I know that's not for everybody. Not everybody can do it because of their knees or they just don't want to, you know. Or they just don't have the right playlist. Right. Or they just don't have somewhere to run. That's <laughs> another thing, too. Or they don't know too. Jill Scott. <laughs> so they ain't got nobody to walk with. <laughs> she said, let's, didn't she? Let's take. So that means she was looking for a walking partner. <laughs> oh, my God. Fitness. Fitness. L- longest where people were like, no, not a long walk. And they call it a Fitbit. Be- Never mind. Oh, here you we know go. What? Oh, you know mind. what? But that's why I think <laughs> don't sleep on the power of a good long walk. Seriously. Even if it's after you got home. I know the biggest complaint that I've seen online in regards to fitness is I'm too tired when I get home from work. Totally understandable. You've been working from, what, 8 in the morning until like 5. Who the hell wants to go into a gym, you know, with a bunch of other people that just got home from work and they're grumpy Go for a long walk. Go for like a nice two-mile walk. It's yeah, for body and soul and mind. Yeah, it's nice okay. and therapeutic. Yes. Um, so that's just something to consider. I know we're taking we're taking like baby steps towards living healthier lives and fitness. I think is a very delicate conversation in most people's lives. I know most of us aren't a hundred percent happy with how our bodies look or how our bodies feel, but these look. <laughs> these little steps do you feel me right and even drinking the three liters i'm going into what three weeks now of doing it and i you guys i feel so good i have so much energy this is gonna be a really long month for me i have so much to do and i feel totally ready like my brain yeah my brain feels good and that's just from the water you know what I mean? And then the resistance so bands. Yeah. And, and the long walks and the runs, just little things. Cause I'm still um, kind of recalibrating myself with my fitness too, is trying to figure out like what's sustainable for me, what's practical, what's something that's going to stick. Cause I'm very like, I fall off a lot in the past year, I should say, because it's been a rough year for me emotionally. So my fitness game has not been what it used to be. Um, But now that I'm older, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what are little things that I can do throughout the day to at least make sure that I'm living to, like, my highest potential and how good my body can feel. And you feel good about yourself after you make those kind of changes, too. Every time. You feel really good. That rush of serotonin when you, you know that rush after you do a good workout and you're like, why do I always do this? You're so proud of yourself. Now, resistance bands, though, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that that's just so we're clear on what that is. That's not the like musicians that speak up about social issues and stuff and perform at the rallies. Ain't I, that a resistance band? I was really looking over Ain't at him a, like he was asking. <laughs> you know what? When he was asking about the resistance bands, I did have a stupid With question the, the entire um, time. <laughs> you remember them old pool things with them silver ass coils I thought initially you was going to say those used to be resistance bands <laughs> I never knew you know what I'm talking about them pull yes. apart things <laughs> big ass coils and one thing with the resistance band resistance bands <laughs> um, they also come a lot of the times with 
programs in case mm. you need ideas on like, well, what do I do with these now that I have it? They'll have like, mine came with like a whole booklet of different exercises, which is cool because it breaks down how to do it. They have links to stuff online, PDF files. And of course, YouTube. Hello, YouTube is like the ultimate source for fitness you know Everything. all things fitness if you need resistance bands Everything. ideas yeah so it's really just building an arsenal at home that you know yourself if you know you're not gonna hit that gym what like what think of yeah do? like what are five things that you can surround yourself with in your house that are easy to grab that you can at least give your arms a little stretch a little workout your legs your abs your back don't so much think of it like for like the vanity aspect but just treating your body well like make sure you stretch out your legs and your arms and your back and your neck health and just it feels so good it's just nice right yes it is so that's it just wanted to kind of put that in your ear because this fitbit kind of got me thinking about like how many calories do i burn in a day i knew it (laughs) that's what i will say about it (laughs) that i like that it's making me be more conscious and intentional like with the water of like, what am I doing on a daily basis to like sweat and move and stretch and something to think about. Um, now let's move on to Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week, Asante? Well, I just want to do another icebreaker. I feel like the icebreakers are so much fun. They I feel are. I feel like everybody on the internet also joins in and gives really good <laughs> ideas. I, uh, shout out to y'all that participated. I don't know who said this, but somebody tweeted me and they said the uh, I think it was the Wonder Years theme song or a different world theme song sang by Fantasia. And I said, damn, that would have been a good yeah. one from last week's icebreaker. Yeah, someone so, said the Wonder Years sang by Jasmine Sullivan. And I was like, damn. Uh-huh. Alpha box. And it's funny too, because I can just see her singing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, she would fall right in, yeah. She would fall right in line. <laughs> so with that, I need your help. You know, we're all ARs here. Uh let's pretend, you know, I don't talk enough about like games and comedies, but I've always one of my dreams is to do like a, a sketch comedy show to like be on one. Mm-hmm. So in the spirit of like all that, you know, they had their theme song done by TLC. So I'm having my new comedy uh, improv show back, and uh, I need you guys to help me figure out who I'm going to have perform and what they're going to do. It don't have to be an original song. You could just say they can make up a song for the theme or whatever. But if you had to do a TV show uh, pairing for a comedy show, for um, like a mad TV, if you will, and a celebrity has to do their opening, what would it be? Oh, it be? okay. I see what you're saying. You see, like TLC, when they did the All That... Oh, this is all that. This is all that. Yes, harmony. (laughs) Um. Okay. Mm. Well, if I had a television show that was a sketch comedy um, series, I would want the voice to be something that was good but also funny. So I definitely would pick somebody with a big voice because big, robust, you know, churchy voices if paired with the right lyrics can be hilarious so i would definitely pick somebody like jennifer hudson you know what i'm saying that's a great pick and i would i would let her sing a song that had a lot of like i don't know attitude to it but it was like funny attitude so maybe like she could sing a song about like like the opening theme song could be jennifer hudson in the post office and the line is too long and she just starts singing this line is too damn long 
I see it. I totally can see it. I can hear and her. everybody jumps into a flash mob, and that's the opening to like my show. It would be something like that. I can I can totally see that. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. This is. I don't know. Maybe Biz Marquee. Okay. Because he has such a like. Um, What's the word I'm looking His for? His voice trans would trans transition well into Yeah, and everyone that, knows yeah. it. It's such a legendary voice. Like who does well, I don't know. Maybe the younger kids don't know who the hell I'm even talking Look, they, about. They, they, <laughs> you play that hit that stick like grits that he got, they will. This Marquis got a hit. They claimed Drake taught us about Sade, so you know. Oh my. And they just found out T.I. wife can sing. Oh, T.I. T.I. wife. Now, you know that's, that's a damn problem stunt. number one. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Biz Marquee would be mine. That's cute. Okay. Right? I like that. Who was like seeing yours Asante? <laughs> so, in the spirit of kind of where you were going, mm-hmm. I went with Jordan Sparks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that Jordan Sparks... Where is she at? I, Okay, so the reason that I even said Jordan Sparks, or I even thought, no, shout out to Vince Fowleroy. Um That was a jam. Beautiful. The reason that I even thought about Jordan Sparks was I was rewatching uh, Tajik Hall, that uh, Straight Out of Oz. Oh. Mm-hmm. First of all, genius. <laughs> that shit is amazing. I mean, there are so many things in there that like he really like touches on He's and goes over, and the way that he does it, it's amazing. It's <laughs> goes so. I saw Jordan Sparks in there and she was singing her ass off and I was like, Jordan does not get enough credit or work or do. And then I, you know, the A&R and me, I remembered what, one of her last last singles and I was like, okay, well, this is why. But that might not oh, have been no. her fault. But I would love Jordan Sparks to sing like the theme song opening to an improv show or something, like something, you know, funny as fuck or just jazzy as hell because it's kind of in line with what I thought about with the, like Raven Simone. You know, she just had her That's So Raven but now it's a Raven's Home but I don't know how the song goes. But I did watch it. Cute. There we are. Dope. Before we end the segment, any Mm -hmm. hashtag listens lately? Listens lately. Shout out to the 444 bonus tracks that are now available on Tidal. I'm in love with all three of them. And in the same vein of the album, they are super transparent. I mean, he talks about even like when they were on the On The Run tour... Just listen to the bonus tracks on 444. That's I'm all glad I you said that. And Mahershala's face. Mahershala's yes. face Ooh. doesn't hurt. In the um, Adness video. Mm-hmm. I am so happy you said that. I have three days left on my title mm-hmm. subscription, I oh, believe. Shit. So I <laughs> will be checking that out. Uh, before it, Because it, I told Apple I will not be renewing. I do not have $20 plus dollars <laughs> extra. Love y'all, though. <laughs> Um, I haven't really been listening to too much music this week, to be honest, except for my Flex Like Ooh playlist. <laughs> while I'm work- <laughs> Flex Like Ooh. My playlist while I'm working. Um, people were like, post it. I'm like, nope. No. Y'all ain't catching me out here. Nope. Sorry. Y'all know th- I mentioned the songs. Y'all can put it together yourself. Um, I've been doing my Audible. I've been on an Audible kick. Sometimes I want to listen to music. Sometimes I want to hear books. And I've been, this week I've been listening to Janet Mock's uh, Surpassing Certainty book, which she narrates, which is really cool. And I've actually tried like working out and running to uh, podcasts and Audible books. And it's interesting because you kind of get lost in the conversation. So you're looking at the time. And you're not looking at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually pretty helpful. Something new. I, you know, I'm always trying to figure out, like, how can I run farther? And, okay. And not think about it. And, and not think it about it. Yeah. And not be hurt. So that's something I tried. And it worked. 
And shout out to Janet Mock. Your book is amazing. I'm almost done with it. Dope. Very, very good book. If you have Audible or thinking of getting Audible, definitely check out her book. So good. I'm going to read both of her books. Yeah, yes, I, go I have to read, read the first, first one. one. Yeah, yes. definitely. So that's what I've been listening to lately. Hmm, what about you, Dustin? The 444 sample. Just um, that? Yep. Yeah. That's it in Meek Mill's good-ass album. You have been telling That's me to listen it. to it's the Meek good. Mill, and I need the to album listen is, to it. It slaps. That's all I can say. What about you? I've been stuck on that Tyler, the Creator Project. Oh, yeah, it's Flower Boy. Like, outside of me listening to that, I have been venturing off on YouTube. Like, I like to get lost in YouTube and watch visuals. And so I've just been watching, like, the BBC Radio 1 Extra performances. And I wanted to shout out Goldlink for covering Outkast, him and... um. This group is called Hair Squeak or Hair Squawk or something. I don't know how you say their name, but they're pretty dope. I actually really like them. They have a song called Flowers that just dropped not too long ago, so check that out. Dope. It's a dope album. Yes. Yeah, it's a very dope. dope album. But that's it over here in Music Land. Let's go on ahead and go to TV Land. Yay, Welcome Jesse. to TV Land, you guys. This week we're going to talk about something we haven't talked about in a long time, which is Claws. Yeah, I'm not sure if anyone in this room is watching Claws. All caught up? If, in fact, you are. Okay. I tried. You didn't stick like grits for your <laughs> friend. And I know some shows are like that where you have to get past a certain amount of episodes. Yeah. To really, you know, I know that, but I could not get past the first episode. I had the same problem. I couldn't. And I came back to it. Okay, recently. so I'm going to come back I to it. I came back to it, just full disclosure now. It's a good <laughs> show, but I had the same problem. Right. But I came back to it. And once I revisited it and I was able to binge-ish watch without okay. getting depressed, but <laughs> I, I was able to kind of binge it a little bit, it was good. Okay, friend. so I'm going to come back to See, it. See, the first episode, it started to feel like it was going like a little Empire-ish. But I don't it's even not. know what I felt. I just was like, I don't, I don't get it. It wasn't. I didn't get it. I'm not saying it was a bad show. I wasn't sitting here you like, hey, no. right. yeah. yeah. And then because people talk about it so much, I think maybe my expectations were too high. But yeah, no. I'm gonna come back though. I think it's one of those shows where it also makes sense, like where you put it. Like you know, you never. I personally never know what FX is gonna put out. Like they always put out something gritty and interesting, but you just never know what you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like a show like Claws, I would have imagined to be on like. Maybe not HBO, but it's just a little bit different from what or I thought it was. Like a Netflix original, maybe. Maybe, but but more than that, I felt like. Yeah. Or actually, it would have been a good Netflix show. I it would have been that. a good HBO show, too. If they but could right? push the envelope just a little bit. And right. they push it. But right. if they could push the envelope more, oh my God. Claws you love would be it? Like, yeah. It's amazing, but I just thought it was... The performances, the act, these actors, believe it or not, they are doing the damn thing on Claws. They are. The layers of... Um, the friendship between the ladies in the nail salon with Desna, the character Nisi Nash plays, their friendships are so beautifully written and they come from so many different places, but the loyalty that they have amongst each other is just amazing to watch every week. And so they protect each other. And this week when Roller, one of the main characters, well, something happened this week with a character named Roller. And when it did happen, the ladies immediately formed this protective circle around Desna and it just spoke volumes to what has endeared me to the story behind the show mm. and made me want to know more about these characters. So I'm not going to talk too much about the plot and what happened on the show because you didn't I'll watch. Catch up. And I'll catch yeah. up. Yeah. But it's just only one know, season, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. 
just know that it's good and it's yes. gonna get. I'll catch good. up on the flight mm-hmm. on our way to London. Do you, you know who Gina Torres is? Yeah, she was in one episode. How cute! Shout out to Gina Torres, but still looking good as hell. And shout out to Karuchi. She's throwing because her down. I will say, even in the the one episode that I watched. Her acting skills compared to that movie I told y'all. Was it One Night Only? Completely night and day. I mean, Completely I was different. like, mama been studying. And like, what more can you ask of a? And of that's, an artist? that's great. Like, that means she may have watched that movie and said, I need to do better. Maybe she listened <laughs> to the friend zone. <laughs> Shout out to you, Karuchi. And you know, that wasn't her She's first like great. acting endeavor. She was in like a Sharknado, one of them sequels oh, or some shit yeah, before. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Karuchi, you know. And she won an Emmy for that web series she was in. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. she did you're right. <laughs> for real Emmy award winning actress okay you better ask somebody about Karuchi <laughs> and remember we didn't even know how to say her damn name <laughs> but she's doing great I she didn't know how to say her name that was one of the worst that was one of the first things that stood out she is killing that role so shout out to Claus Um, Basketball Wives was great more of the same mess next week we're looking forward to the season finale where we get Evelyn versus Jackie one more again Um, a lot of people it's so interesting I'm seeing this uh this this perspective from a lot of people where they feel like Evelyn is wrong, quote unquote, because she told Jackie to take care of her grandkids. Well, you motherfuckers told her to take care of them, too. <laughs> Everybody that I've seen complaining about that was just complaining about Jackie being a horrible mother last season when we first found out that her daughter was saying things that we all just seem to believe were true. We believe what that girl was saying about the way the Jackie parented her or did not parent her, if you want to look at it that way. And so we all judge Jackie and her parenting because of the examples that she has set in her piss poor behavior otherwise. So it's not that someone is attacking Jackie in the institution of motherhood per se. We're just attacking the way that Jackie has executed her job as a mother. And that's because we've gotten a first, literally a firsthand account Okay, of what has taken place here. And so you couple that with her nasty, disgusting ways on this show, and it just makes it really easy to say, I believe that girl. And that's just the reality of it. So shout out to Basketball Wives. I've say, had fun. Can you just say the uh, the line from the book that Evelyn read? No, because I'm not going to say it because I'm not making fun of that. I'm not, I'm not making fun. That shit was sad as hell. But when it happened, I could not believe that that was it. Okay, so Evelyn got a copy of this. Spoiler alert. If you ain't watched the right. episode, don't listen to this part. Evelyn had a copy of the book that the Jackie's daughter wrote because, you know, they were keeping up the mess and the daughter sent her a copy. And she read a line where the daughter said that Kanye West, Gold Digger, every time she hears the song, she thinks about her mother, Jackie Christie. Damn. Because how Jackie used to treat them when she was younger, you know, being a a basketball woman, you know, before the ring. You know how that life is. Mm. So I want to read the book and hear all the details. (laughs) To Kyrie Lee, baby. So all I know is next week, Evelyn tells Jackie to give her her damn $3,500 back. And I can't wait for that part. That part was funny. Um, So that was good. What else do we want to talk about on television? Um, Do you watch Snowfall? No, but I I would like to. What's that? And I plan on it. An FX show where they talk about... uh, They're basically the start of, like, the drug epidemic, per se, in the hood. Like, how all of that started, kind of. Like, documentary style or, like, a a show? They give you characters and the stories from their point of view. It's a scripted show. Mm -hmm. Oh. Like, it's a really, really dope show on on FX. I definitely got to watch that. 
So TV's been great. Um, the scripted shows have really been knocking it out the park. Daytime Divas has been such an enjoyable watch. Daytime <laughs> Divas, it's not substantive, but it's just really, it's a feel-good, <laughs> fast-paced, you know, you laugh out loud kind of watch. It's really good. And believe it or not, those actresses and actors are doing great Oh, that's scripted. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's some other reality show. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, which I didn't watch this week, so that's why I haven't talked right. about it. So don't think I'm ignoring you. But that's it in TV land. Don't forget, this week's episode of the Friend Zone podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves, and our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for as little as $32 a week. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. So you know that they the real deal, not that Ayanla Holyfield. Okay. You got a snipe. <laughs> to match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash friendzone. And as a special offer for listeners, you can use coupon code friendzone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this here podcast. Okay. That's code FRIENDZONE and Talkspace.com slash FRIENDZONE. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Boom. Uh, Boom. Now let's see what you guys want to talk to us about and asking for a friend. What you got for us today, Asante? Don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. It's not my fault email is so long. (laughs) So the subject of this is asking for a friend. Am I being followed? Because it says, am I whispering a Sante voice? So I just did. Dead. (laughs) Dead. So I'm in the middle of my career working in my industry just over 10 years. I started young, smiley face. Not only my profession, but my building a family by having my first child during my senior year in high school. Anyhow... I worked full-time while working on my college degree and made a lot of good decisions in my career, stayed connected with my network, and each company I've worked with, I've received multiple promotions because of my hard work and ambition. Yes, I am proud of myself and my accomplishments, but here is what irks me. I have a family member who is literally trying to follow my footsteps. Every time I see her, we talk about work, and I am a very open person, and want to help people out in their careers. I give her interview tips, networking tips, etc. She literally asked me what I was making when I started working at my old employer. I was at the longest. What ranks I had, the age I was, and what age I was at those ranks. Me being an oversharer, I helped her, and I gave her all those details, because I'm all for women's empowerment and professional development. (laughs) Now today I found out (laughs) that she's interviewing at my old place, and quickly asked, wasn't this the same role you were in? Sorry, I need to um, really read this part because I just want to make sure I'm on the same page with you, miss. So here are my issues. I rarely, I mean rarely hear from this family member. And when I do, it's because she's heard about events in my life. Me moving, me getting a new house, a new job, a new career, etc. Or asking me to watch her kids. She's <laughs> never ever mentioned that she aspires to follow in my footsteps. But my reputation at this company is top-notch. I'm still connected with leaders there, and I get invited to special events they have all the time. I don't want my reputation jacked up with hers. Question. Am I being petty, 
Or should I say something to her? Should I even give this family member the time of day when they want to chat? Also, what is the proper guidelines for ghosting a family member? Okay, so you asked, you gave a lot of information and asked a lot of things. And I think that you just want to know how to ghost her. You want to know how to cut this tie with her for this company thing because you don't want her to do it. And you want to know how to ghost her. Because you're asking if you're being petty. And you gave her all of this information, and now you want to know if you should, like, go back on how she's handling it. Like, you knew she was crazy before you told her half of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am I was trying to not be emotionally invested as I read this, and I think that's where I started to mess up. <laughs> but, yeah, those are her questions. She wants to know, should she say something to her cousin, who she gave all this information to, and now they're going to be interviewing at a job at a company that she used to hold her old position at? But she still has, like, all the connects there in case she wanted another job back with them or something. So the the above-the-board answer to this is, yes, you are being petty. Um, It's not something that should be that high on your list of priorities right now because you don't work at this employer anymore. And you rarely talk to the family member. So although you may have noticed some similarities in the decisions that you made and then her, you know, miraculously, <laughs> randomly, spontaneously, you know, doing the same exact thing you Wasn't did this after the same you role you in? You know that it is. Right. You know that she's copying you. You also gave her the keys because you, should you say something, hell, you already didn't say something. That's why she's able to make the moves she's making. So I would just completely ignore it because at the end of the day, you've already moved on to something new. And if anything, I mean, you can just look at it as a testament to like you making great, you know, business decisions or, or professional decisions in your career that you've created a model that someone would like to follow. On a petty note, you do still have all those connections at the old job, so just stop her dead in her tracks. Call up to the old job and be like, that application, rip it in half. That's all you got to do since you got the connect. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know how On a petty note. On a petty note. <laughs> you know everybody got that cousin. Yeah, this is that one. So just go ahead, you know, get rid of that. Well, normally I would not do this, Bob. But Tamika is not. Oh, my God. You know, she's just having a really hard time. And I don't want her to take off, you know, bite off a little bit more than she can chew right now. I'm telling you right now, she ain't coming in until 1030. (laughs) Period. I don't give a damn what time y'all tell her to show up. (laughs) That kind of thing. So, you know. But I didn't give that advice. I did, but I didn't. Go ahead. What what say you, friend? I I don't know. I'm kind of... Stuck on this one. I guess because I can't relate at all. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, <laughs> I really don't know. I can understand because you have you ever like hooked your friend up or a cousin with something and they kind of made you look back because either they didn't like follow mm-hmm. through or they were late or they did mm-hmm. a shitty job and then you're like, fuck, why did I involve myself? So I understand that feeling of mm-hmm. like, don't ruin my fucking connections, you know? But, I mean, you gave her all the information, so that's why I'm... You know, it's like, what did you think she was asking for exactly? So, you kind of created this situation yourself, for yourself, so I I don't know what to tell you, if that makes sense. Pray about it, girl. (laughs) So, what does it matter, also? Am I tripping? But, like, who cares? Yeah. Right, this is... uh, So, I'm confused for a few different reasons, right? Your cousin, who's been, she's been following in your footsteps, and you've been giving her the footsteps to follow. Like, you've been literally been like, that, you know, right here, right there. So now that she is taking on one of your old positions, I'm hoping that you know that she is capable of fulfilling this position, and you're not scared that you're going to have to do this position, or that you're going to have to, you know, she's going to make you look bad. 
if you feel like for any reason that she is going to make you look bad and that's what the issue is here versus her following in your footsteps because you just keep enabling her to do that. You need to sit her on down and be like, hey, girl, you know, I got words you, I mean, or I know you interviewing for my old position. It's going to be X, Y, and Z, but here's my rep at this company and I don't want it messed up. I mean, I don't feel like I would do this, but if if it's this important to you, you need to sit down and talk to her. And if it irks you that she's been following your footsteps, now you need to take the time out to be like, you know, I've got you all the way up in here with this job, but, you know, from here on out, I'm not giving you no info for this. You got If you really want this, you got to show me you want it or whatever you feel like you need to say. Because I don't really even understand why you don't want her to have this job. And it might be something that you're not telling or it might just be control issues from you knowing what your streak and your work ethic is and you not believing that these people can put faith into her and she has faith she can do this job. Because really, you don't need to be worrying about it. I don't think she's going to, unless she's just that ghetto cousin that is going to really embarrass your shit that people got to pull her to the side and be like, yeah, you being too ghetto in the office. <laughs> you don't really need to be I mean, worried about any that. of it. Yeah, I guess the question is what's really bothering you? Because, you know, there really got to be something. Because I have little cousins that want to follow in my footsteps of what I'm doing, and I'm giving them the blueprint, and I hope they run with it. Hello. You know, I I hope that I can help them avoid my pitfalls and if I can use my name to get them in certain doors faster or they can kind of use my name as they need to. I tell them, drop my name if you need to. It helps. I don't care. You know, so I'm trying to understand, like, what about her following your footsteps is so bothersome? Like, maybe is it because they family and the only time y'all talk, she wants something about it? Like, But that's most family. I mean, maybe I'm just used to it. I don't know. I, I hope I said something that can help you. Yeah, I mean, hopefully yeah. there's a nugget. So we, we all look lost. Like, like, I, don't I don't know. Um, I also want to give an update for last week. Um, oh, nice. Corporate America tried me, the update. So this was the one, <laughs> the woman, they want her to cut off her dreads. Oh, yeah. So, like Fran predicted, another issue came up regarding me in my HR department. Boy, boy, boy. In addition with me failing to comply with changing my hair. I had time to think about what I wanted to do. I took this as a sign that it is time to move on, find something that I'm truly happy in doing, and relocate myself. Luckily, I have my best friend in the city and state that I wanted to transfer that is willing to help me once I get there, with a place to stay and a couple of job offers. I decided to stay in my position until I am able to secure my bag in my new city, and hopefully that is very soon. Once I made this decision, I was super excited and relieved. Especially after I realized once I leave, they would still have me have to pay me a 20-day vacation check. <laughs> so, thanks again for your feedback. It definitely helped me with making my decision. Wonderful update. <laughs> Wonderful update. That's right. You don't have to cut your hair, okay? If they can't handle your hair, they can't handle you because your hair ain't got nothing to do with nothing to do. Meanwhile, let's talk about theirs. <laughs> right. They an office full of thin-and-ass hair folks just hating. Church announcements. Church announcements. (laughs) Well, no, we have a black business first. Black business. Black business. (laughs) How do we? So, Miles Jarman, I hope, I don't know if it's Jarman Miles or Miles Jarman, but that's his Twitter at. He was saying that his uncle just created a new app called Solomon's Shield. Very important app. And he said what this app does is it lists your rights, gives you cues and advice on talking to law enforcement if you get pulled over. Wow. It also has a button where you can stream the entire encounter to your Facebook Live. So there's a record of the event in case the, and he puts in quotations, the body cam stops Mm. working. 
And it also sends an emergency text to your selected contacts and local attorney for precautionary measures. This is the best black business right? that I have ever. Like, very, very important. And look, it's see how you can oh press. It's just, wow. And it's all very simple buttons. They're huge. They have colors. So you can say, am I going live? Am I hitting my contacts? So it's like very uh, user friendly. That's the term I'm looking for. I think it's amazing. It's important, especially with the state of the country right now, Mm -hmm. even with the president making very specific statements and call to actions and subtle ways to law enforcement. So just something to keep in mind. It's called Solomon's Shield. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N apostrophe S shield. He said it's now available in the app store. Something that I think. What a great tool. Yeah. His uncle apparently is an amazing lawyer that just felt that this information about your amendments and your rights as a citizen need to be more available and comprehensive, most importantly, and within reach on an app. Something to check out. I think it's amazing. Thank you to Miles Jarman for putting that out. If you want to check his Twitter thread about it, that at, that's at underscore Miles, M-Y-L-E-S-J-A-R-M-A-N underscore. That's his at. So that's the Black Business of the Week. Fantastic. Please download that app and right. tell everyone you know that needs to know about it. Yes. Okay. Very, very important. That's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? We sure do. <laughs> Oh, London, London, London. We can't wait to see you. So excited to be part of the Shout Out Live podcast festival in London. We will see you guys this weekend um, on Saturday, August 5th. Uh, We're just excited to come show some love and feel the love and just meet everybody and just do this. I'm really, really excited. You're American boy. Yes. And shout out to Estelle. Huge, huge friend of the show. Shout out to Estelle. Always giving us love. Yes. Shout out to the the beautiful and talented Estelle. Yes. Also the voice actress of Garnet on Steven's Universe. Okay. (laughs) And if you haven't gotten your tickets and want to get your tickets, that's solivefestival.com That's right. We would love to see you. And for those who already have gotten their tickets, see you on Saturday. Yes. What do you have for us, Sante? Nothing. Sitting back, Max, and relaxing. I'm going to be looking after August, actually. Well, during August, I'm going to be looking at days to do things at the wine shop, but it's going to be during the week because the weekends are not working. Mm. Um, so stay tuned for that. Everything is actually going to be on my Instagram when I put it up. But uh, at Hey Asante for my Instagram, but everything is at Pom- uh, at Pompet Wine Shop. So it's P O M P E T T E Wine Shop on Instagram. So check out those two sub- those two things for me. Perfect. We already shouted out London. Uh, after London, New Orleans, you are the next stop on my wellness tour. Cannot wait to vibe out with you guys. I can already tell it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good one. And also, don't forget that August 19th is the live show for yes. those of you in yes. New York. If you haven't gotten your in ticket, <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. That's thefriendzonelive.com. Grab your tickets now. And that's it. And of course, we'll see you guys at Afropunk as well. We're going to have our tent, uh, the Ellison podcast tent. So, of course, all of your faves, us, the Reed, Fan Bros, all of the Ellison podcasts that you listen to, Insecurity, hey, hey, Uh, we will all be there. Of course, as more details unfold, we'll be able to tell you guys time frames in case you just 
know, coming for us, even though Solange is going to be there. So, <laughs> and SZA, and Sampha, and Keytronada, and Anderson Pac. It's going to be so good. Lit. I'm so excited. But the that's lituation. it. That's it for this week's show. We hope you guys loved it, and we will see you next week. Peace out. Stay black and protect your magic. Thank you for a hundred of these. Bye. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.